there's we're out of cheese. Oh yeah, you did. Like, what the that. fuck yeah. are you talking about? You can't be out of cheese. Welcome back to the Vag Dialogues with your host, Claire Sampson, and my lovely, fabulous, wonderful guest star today, <laughs> Stephen Michael Barta. Welcome. Do I really have to be fabulous? You do. <laughs> and and uh, lovely, because I say lovely a lot, right. as well as a lot of other things I notice when I go back and listen to podcasts, <laughs> uh, but I digress. Anyways, um, welcome. Steve is has his own show. Well... It's more like 60-40, but... Well, you know... <laughs> Gotta give some credit to the sidekick. Some, but not all. <laughs> and since uh, he has abandoned me <laughs> this evening and all of this week and most of next next week, I figured, hey, good opportunity to steal his co-host and uh, record one of my own. Hooray! Hooray, and welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Phrasing? And thank you for dinner. You're welcome. This is my thing. I feed people, <laughs> in case you haven't noticed. And it does so extremely well. I try. It smells like, for the folks at home, it smells like um, apple deliciousness in here, because it's fall. It's true. So I decided to make apple goody. Take that pumpkin spice everything. Yeah, pumpkin spice can go fuck itself. Exactly. I'm sorry. Whoever thought, let's drink pumpkin, is high. They've been brainwashed by... I don't even like eating pumpkin. Why would I drink one? <laughs> right? The only pumpkin that is acceptable to me is pumpkin cake slathered in my amazing cream cheese frosting. Um, oh, and a pumpkin scone. That's about it. I, I just like to carve them. I don't even like to carve them. My children don't even like to carve them. <laughs> well, I like carving them. Don't like cleaning them out. Yeah, that's like way too much work. Um, can we just paint them or stick, like, the faces in it and call it a day? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, good deal. Excellent, excellent. Get the ceramic ones, paint them real nice. Right? They last longer, and they don't smell. And they don't and they don't rot. Exactly. Until I have to throw them away. <laughs> just horrible. Or get eaten by things. Like squirrels. And missies. And missies. <laughs> did the dog eat the pumpkin? I don't remember. Okay. He did something stupid last year, but... Well, <laughs> last year, <laughs> yesterday, this week, five <laughs> seconds ago, you know, whatever. All the time. Yes. So I don't know if we've ever talked about, do you remember when you and I first met? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, um, I don't recall meeting you before uh, the night of inductions for Sigma Delta. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, so that would have, that, that was when I met the majority. The, the only person I had known previously to that point was Jared and, to a lesser extent, uh, Shane, who I worked at the school paper with at the time. Gotcha. Did you come to any of the rushes? Uh, I came to one rush. I believe it was formal. Don't quote me on that. I only went to one of them. Okay, because I was at rush, both of them. Yeah. But That might have been the, the first time we met, met, but I don't think we had a conversation or anything until the night of inductions. No, I don't remember that. I do remember inductions, for sure. What was that like being the only one, like, not only one, but, like, the rest of us all knew each other, with the exception of AWOL, but he doesn't count. <laughs> but, you know, the other, the other chunk of us did know each other. Um, it was intimidating. Uh, it, I, I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of reservations even pledging to begin with. 
and then you know i tell the story of you guys walking in like the reservoir dogs and i'm sitting on the bench outside the room like i was about two minutes away from just kind of scurrying out the door and then you guys all came in and we were off to the races so it was not terrifying but it was it was a challenge for me at, at that point in my life to um let people in and you know get close to them uh, on the level that uh, we had to uh, during those five weeks pretty quickly yeah and you know it it was kind of neat that you guys all knew each other because you were always together as a group so if i ran into one of you outside the events it was usually with somebody else so that made it easier for me to get to know everybody and then you know people who know each other always have stories about each other so that always helps to do uh to get to know a crowd oh for sure like i probably went very few places on campus by myself yeah like i probably either had somebody in tow like, if I was eating, it was probably, you know, Jeremy, because Jeremy eats things. Um, <laughs> phrasing again. Um, like, if it was later on or theater, you know, it was it was Jared was probably coming with. Um, if it was just hanging out, you know, if it was Sunday morning, it was Kate and I. You know, like, you, you know, there was, like, I don't think I walked many places alone. Yeah, and, you know, by by contrast, being a commuter, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I always stacked my classes just back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, lunch, back-to-back, back, and then work. So, you know, there was very little downtime for me except, you know, walking in between classes or, you know, maybe an hour here or there right. to do my homework. Or, you know, I met Jared freshman year because we hung out in the commuter lounge before I would have to go to work. So, um, you know, from from an outside looking in kind of standpoint it it was terrifying but you know you guys are all you know super social and you know very outgoing people uh not so much jeremy but he and i got along on other aspects and you know that made it um pretty easy to get to know you guys after a while oh yeah because i think even like um because kate in some ways is not always you know, super social, but she's very friendly, right. and especially when she's comfortable. And Kate exactly. and I have always had a comfortableness to being around each other that um, has been very convenient. Same thing with Jeremy. Like mm-hmm. we've been like ever met people that you're like we've been friends before. <laughs> um, but those two both fall into that category of like I couldn't tell you when we started to be friends. We've just always been friends, exactly. like from the moment like, we met. Yeah, there's like I can't think of any you know, specific time where it was like, you know, we just knew each other and then all of a sudden this night happened or this experience happened and then we were friends from then on, you know, it mm-hmm. was just kind of like, you know, we, we we took the oath by candlelight and we were off to the races and, and that was it. Yeah, because yeah, you're forced into such a, a tight-knit group right away and I, I think we were very well bonded in some ways because we did, some of us did know each other to begin with and then on top of that... Um, you have some strong personalities in the group. <laughs> I mean, I'm not referring to myself, but I might be. Um, and, and whoever could you mean? <laughs> whoever Claire? Could I mean. And Jared too. Um, the two of us tend to um, be in charge a lot of things, or take charge of a lot of things, or demand that we're in charge, depending on the situation. Um, but those things put together make for ringleaders, which I think emerge anyways. Yeah, um, you know, in any social group, I think there's people who are going to, you know, take charge, so to speak, and then you have people who will naturally follow, and then there's people who run parallel to it, which, you know, as the outsider, I always kind of felt, um, 
you know, run in parallel to you guys as opposed to being subordinate uh, to you. Because Jared pretty much proclaimed himself the leader as soon as they asked for somebody. And I didn't have a particular problem with that, and I didn't disagree with much that he said, so I just didn't make waves and went along with mm-hmm. it. Um, as opposed to being like, well, no, I think we should do it this way and butt heads and argue with him. Um, which is, you know, what we do now, but... <laughs> right. Because I don't even know, too, like, if I really argued with him all that much. And I know, like, luckily we've agreed on a lot of things over the years. Because <laughs> that could be traumatic um, for everyone involved. Exactly. I think it has helped. I think that helped. Especially at that time, I was probably far more subservient when we were first dating than I am now. And uh, that's a long, long time ago for it me. It was. But I, I, there, there, I have lines in the sand... You know what I'm saying? As much as it appears that I'm going to go with the flow, mm-hmm. if you cross one of my lines, that will be the end of it. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> no, it's total sounds. I mean, people are going to have their convictions. And right. To whatever degree they feel they need to be, you know, defended. Right. I'm not just going to roll over, especially if I believe strongly in something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nor should you. Nor should I. That's, that's the way it always goes. Um, so, I've kind of changed all my questions. I, if you've listened to the last oh, podcast. Man. I was all ready for the original questions. Okay. Okay. Let's go. All right. Well, some of them are original, some are new. So, like, uh, one of them is the what fact about you surprises people the most? Um, I think a lot of people don't uh, realize that before, or, you know, kind of concurrently when I got into photography, I used to write a lot. Uh, write, create, you know, fantasy stories and uh, narratives and things like that. And I was, I was really into it for quite some time, and that seems to surprise people uh, because... You know, most of my core group of friends now has only known me, you know, behind my lens. So it kind of surprises them that I have other ways to express myself. I had no idea you liked to write. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not terribly creative. Um, I remember in Dr. Will Goss's uh, creative writing class, he you know tasked us to write like, you know. Uh, we were supposed to each write a story, so I picked the fantasy genre, and I was writing this story, and I was all proud of it, and he read it, and he was like, this is pretty good, you like to tell stories, right? And I was like, yeah, and I reread it, and then I threw it away, because it was Legend of Zelda, (laughs) so, (laughs) um, you know, as much as I can, like, describe a scene, or describe a motion, or something like that, I'm not real good with the creativity, or uh, particularly dialogue, uh, in my written works is, is pretty terrible. Yeah, I can totally understand that. As much as I consider myself an idea person, like I can come up with ideas in um, certain situations, and as much as I think I'm creative and imaginative, I am not in so many other ways. <laughs> Same thing with the writing, because like, writing has been one of my strong suits over the years, and one of the things I noticed about when I do writing is that Exactly. When it comes to creative writing, like write a story. Like mm. I'm not. I'm never going to be that person. I'm. I'm going to be an Anthony Bourdain as opposed to like a J.K. Rowling. Like I'm going to. Like I would be able to write about my own personal experiences, mm-hmm. but to come up with something that doesn't relate to something else, it's yeah. never going to happen. I would. Um, like I would. I would kind of do like fake novelizations and stuff like that. You know how like a movie comes out and then you'll see. You know if there wasn't a, a full-on book of it, there'll be like a novelization yeah. about the movie written by so and so. I always would like enjoy doing stuff like that, or you know movies that I thought had so much potential but were were bad in some way, like Spider-Man Three. Like I literally rewrote Spider-Man Three, and a lot of people liked it. And then it was on my laptop that decided to kill itself and oh no. that it was lost to the ether. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. 
Well, you kind of mentioned one of your passions, but what is your passion in life? If you could pick one thing that this is me, what would it be? Uh, well, that's that's certainly my, my photography. You know, if money was no object and I could go off and, and do whatever I want, I would, uh, you know, absolutely be behind my camera as often as possible. Uh, I love going out shooting the bands. Uh, one of my bucket list things is to uh, go shark diving. And, of course, I would take my camera with me there because why wouldn't you? At the very least, you could hit a shark with it. True, true um, story. You know, I want to, you know, photograph the painted desert and, you know. Which is beautiful, by the way. I would love to, love to see it. And, you know, like, as they're starting to talk about, you know, commercial trips to the upper atmosphere, like, who wouldn't want to shoot the curvature of the Earth? Like, that would be awesome to, you know, record something like that. So, you know, that's absolutely um, my top passion. Um, I love music. I, I wish I was better, um, as, you know, a singer as a or a you know instrument uh, guy. But uh, the music moves me. It just moves me ugly. So I just, <laughs> as usual, stay behind the camera. No judging there either. <laughs> Definitely, no one would judge on that one. That's awesome. I think people's first passions and personalities are really kind of cool. Yeah. And obviously, if you once again for those at home, go listen to the last episode. We talked a lot about passions and. And things like that. And one of the things we talked about in the last episode was the Kiersey Temperament Survey. And I was at work this week, and I'm sitting at my little, not sitting, standing at my little happy cube. (laughs) And some consultant is on the other side of the cube wall, and she starts talking to some about Myers-Briggs. And I went, I know that from somewhere. So I Googled it, as I want to do. And lo and behold, the Kiersey Temperament Survey is based on Mm -hmm. Myers-Briggs. Yeah, that's the more traditional one. That's the more traditional one. So Myers-Briggs is uh, two people, actually, if I remember correctly. Um, And they have a foundation. Um, But they did all of this uh, psychology and sociological testing, and they're the ones that really came up with this theory. And then Kiersey kind of, like, honed it down into um, a more marketable um, thing for... Um, mass production, I okay. guess you could say, in some ways. But it's based uh, based on the Myers-Briggs, and I thought it was really kind of uh, cool, because, like, uh, we talked about last week that I am an I- a idealist champion, and my initials for that are ENFP. And I, this is the Myers-Briggs description of what that tells you. Mm-hmm. Warmly enthusiastic and imaginative. See life as full of possibilities. Make connections between events and informations very quickly and, and confidently proceed based on patterns they see. And that, like, last part of that line, I'm like, oh, totally, because I'm a pattern watcher. <laughs> yeah. I watch for patterns, which is why um, I'm pretty good at guessing other people's opinions and as well as what they want, reading between the lines, because mm-hmm. I notice patterns. Like, if you've ever, have you ever been with me people watching? Not usually. Okay. Usually we're at your house. So. Okay. If I'm at a bar, for example, mm-hmm. I can dict- I-, I will make guesstimates about how people's relationships are going to span out or if I'm like watching people interact, like, oh, that person's going to get shot down. Only because, or, or people's thoughts and motivations. Uh-huh. Like, we went to uh, Saddle Up Saloon one time with my friend um, and her other friend, and like it was funny, I was watching like... Um, this old chick who was really drunk trying to hit on these super young dudes Mm -hmm. and like he kept throwing his friend at her it's like (laughs) you know like sometimes watching things unfold but like you know what's going on here yeah that uh 
you know, just this uh, just this week, my uh, my good friends in the band, uh, the Last Envy, celebrated their their sixth anniversary as a band. Uh, so they put on a show uh, in Crest Hill at Marty's place, and I swung by there for uh, the second set as I got out of uh, my responsibilities. And there was this couple there, um, probably probably late forties. Uh, you know, dude was just wearing jeans and a t-shirt and a mullet and the woman had a, a skirt that might have been a bit too short for her age and a tube top and a jean jacket and just, you know, we were we were kind of sitting there and we we're kind of like, man, get a load of these two. But at the same time, they were, you know, totally into each other. And at one point of the night, I turned to my friend and I was like, as much as we're making fun of them. I hope I'm that happy when I'm that age, when I'm that age with somebody because mm-hmm. they just you know goofing around expressing themselves however they they wanted and just totally at ease with each other and that looked really awesome. That is that's a very awesome thing. Uh, that's why that's one of the that's why I like the people watch. But I had told someone a while ago that I'm usually pretty good at reading and they said tell me my story and like I was going through stuff and I asked like a few basic questions and mm-hmm. they're like how did you know all of that I'm like. Eh. Or or someone will tell me about they've met a, met somebody and I'll be like let me guess and I can tell you their whole <laughs> life story like like I ask this question a lot when people are talking about relationships like they're telling me about things that are going on and I'm like are their parents married is one of the first questions I ask and everyone's like well yeah why no why I'm like because how people behave has a lot to do with how their parents were. So like if parents were together and things like that for a long time, those people tend to seek out relationships that have, that, that you know, like they want something that's, they're looking, they tend to think more rationally in terms of like long-term potential. Mm-hmm. Like if their parents are still together, they're looking, they tend to look for, and, and how they're still together. Like are they a partner? Is one more down than the other? And that kind of dictates how they look at relationships. Now that can also, in the same front as, it, they look for something similar, or they might look for the exact exactly opposite. the exact opposite. And sometimes it's little those little questions that I think people don't think about that sometimes can make big payoffs in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know. So you're a, you're a nurture over nature person. I'm definitely a nurture over nature for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Which is funny because the next sentence is uh, want a lot of affirmation from others and really give appreciation and support. So yes. <laughs> And as well as spontaneous and flexible and often rely on their ability to improvise and their verbal fluency. And that makes sense. Were we just talking about this before we started recording or after? Uh, we were talking about it, yeah. Um, where, uh, during, about the, the, like, I don't feel like I'm creative, but I'm really good at improvising. Right. You know, like, I can I can come up with an idea that will, will fix up. I call it MacGyvering a lot. Like, I'm a really good <laughs> MacGyver. You know, if you need um, something crazy done... I'm your girl for that. So <laughs> so you took the quiz. I did. And you wound up with a... I am a guardian. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Just like Jared Sampson. And you think you are the same sub... Which sub? Uh, no. You... Uh, Jared believes he's a supervisor. Yeah. I believe I am an inspector. Ooh. Tell us about the inspector, which makes sense because you're an inspector on your show. Uh, in- in- indeed. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. First, what are your letters for inspector? It should have um, like... Inspector is I-S-T-J. You are... Oh, this is so... Here's the inspector Myers-Briggs definition. And then maybe... Because that's really long and involved. Maybe mm-hmm. this will clear clarify if this really is you. Quiet, serious, earn success by thoroughness and dependability. Practical, matter-of-fact, realistic, and responsible. 
decide logically what should be done and work toward steadily work toward it steadily regardless of distractions. Take pleasure in making everything orderly and organized. Their work, their home, their life, value traditions and loyalty. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you know me pretty well. So what ding, do you think? <laughs> I think so. Absolutely. I think that's very, very much you. Which is crazy, isn't it? How these little things can. Yeah, that's uh, that's almost uh, you know, scarily parallel, or as I like to call it, scarallel to uh, how I would describe myself and what uh, what the Kiersey, uh model says about me in a much more long-winded uh, Manor. definition. <laughs> I think it's really cool to, uh, like I said, I think I don't remember if I was talking about this once again on the podcast or elsewhere, because in case you didn't know, I talk a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> at length and ad nauseum. Uh, but we were talking about how I read this before interviews and when I, before I write my resume, because I think it puts puts to voice what's in our heads. It's hard to describe ourselves sometimes, and I think this helps you, like, you know, re-put, refocus what, what you are and how you think and how you feel and how you operate and be able to put into words. You know, because when you take everything as this big context, you go, wait, how do I hone it down into something cohesive? Yeah, it's just... This one, like, I don't know if if I was in an interview and said, you know, I'm super dependable and thorough, I think I would sound uh, a little arrogant. So I usually refer to myself as a grinder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is a baseball term for, you know, the guys who are not necessarily in the in the spotlight, but who show up to the right. field and work hard every day. And, you know, they might not put up the big numbers or, you know, get that game-winning home run, but they're the ones mm-hmm. who are on base to put you ahead of the game or making the defensive plays. Right. Well, you know, I think it can help when you're writing, like, a cover letter, for example, like, I like to be successful through thoroughness, thoroughness and dependability. Yeah. Those are those are those are buzzwords though when you're talking or when you're like I said before you're interviewing especially or to put in a cover letter. You know, I take pride on being dependable and being reliable. Like those are that's okay to say it that that's something that's important to you and just it's all in phrasing. Yeah. In some <laughs> It's all in phrasing. Hooray. Hooray. Phrasing covers everything. Phrasing it does. It works so well. So that's good. So now that we know um what that is are you familiar with the compound? Um, I have heard of the compound, yes. You have heard of the compound, yes. Are you going to come live with us on our compound? I would absolutely love to come live in the compound. And you know, before you uh, before you discuss the compound with yeah. Ann and Tim, you know, Jared and I were talking, you know, after recording one day or something when we were just waiting for the buzz to wear off before I drove home. Um, I think I threw out there, I was like, man, it's going to be so great when we all retire and live in the same retirement community. It'll be just like yes. college again. <laughs> He's like, it would be just like college again. That would be awesome. It'd be amazing. We'll have our own little dorm at the retirement home. Absolutely. Um, so do you know what your what your role in the compound would be? Um, I figure I would kind of be uh, the behind-the-scenes guy. tends to be my thing. Uh, if we're trying to be self-sufficient, we might have animals there, so I'll probably be caretaker of the animals because animals love me for some reason. You're going to be in charge of all the dogs. Yeah, I mean... Which are not, I'm not going to be in charge of. <laughs> yeah, all the dogs love me. Except for Hank. Tim's dog doesn't like me at all. He doesn't like boys at all. Yeah. So there's, nice. he doesn't like boys and like three women. So <laughs> it's all he likes. So yeah, don't, don't, so, uh, that was, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that all the, you know, medical supplies are properly organized and stocked and I'll make sure our inventory is up on everything we need Beautiful. living off the grid. So, uh, you know, I won't, uh, I we're won't... not living off the grid. I don't know why everyone thinks we're living off the grid just because it's a compound well, doesn't mean we're off the grid. What if we go off the grid is my thing. Okay. If know? we go so off the I'm grid. So I'm not like a doomsday prepper or anything, okay. but I know how to unplug if necessary. So I'll make sure that we're capable. Of I think that. we should start assigning sleeping dorms. 
by the way. Okay. So, um, because we've, because we, I just, this dawned on me. So, like, do you, are you a snoozer or are you a not snoozer? Depends. Um, when I'm really tired, yeah, I'll snooze. Like, if I'm up till 2 o'clock because my brain just won't turn off and I have to be up at 6.30 for work, yeah, we're going to push that until 7, 7.15 uh, until I can actually, you know, function. If it's my day off and I just wake up naturally, then it's then it's time to go. Okay, so you're going to form a new room. Okay. You're in, you're in a new room. So, so we'll start assigning <laughs> rooms um, based on things like that. And the other one is, too, and actually, like, Tim and I actually can't sleep in the same room. I know originally we discussed it, but Tim doesn't like the TV on, ah. and I do, so uh, Tim okay. and I can no longer sleep in the same room. I got you. Yeah, you're on your own. On I'm on my own. I have to yeah. sleep with the TV on. I was I, thinking I about that. I need the lights off. I need, I don't mind some background noise, like the fan will uh-huh. probably be on, but while I do often fall asleep to movies, um, I do not uh, require the, the background noise to, I totally to fall do. asleep. I have like two requirements for sleeping. Three. Um, I have to be able to put my foot out. <laughs> I have to have noise. And I can't be fucking breathed on. I don't like to be breathed on at all. And I, Jared was so tired today. He's working midnights. And he wanted to, like, he's like, come up and snuggle. And I'm like, okay, I love naps. I don't know if you know this, people. I love naps. I love naps so much. It's like top five things to do in this world. Napping is up there. I love to nap. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go nap. And up there in, like, the position we were in, he was, like, breathing in my ear. And he was so tired. And he was so sweet. And I'm like... And we don't cuddle often, because mm-hmm. once again, I don't like to be breathed <laughs> And I was like, don't wake him up. And then, like, he, something happened. He rolled on. It's like, I got to lay on my back. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, yoink. <laughs> right? And it's not like, it's not like he, it's not like he wasn't snoring. He mm-hmm. wasn't breathing heavy. He sure. didn't have bad breath. It's just that, like, the sound in my yeah. ear is just, I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. No, I, it's, it's legit. At least I know it's me. And not just like I have to be in a room where I have my own bed space. Like I'm not going to be in the cuddle room. <laughs> like I'll sleep butt to butt with someone, but I don't need to snuggle. I got you. <laughs> I, I know it's just the way it goes. It's <laughs> always fun. Uh, do you have any crazy Claire stories? Nobody ever has crazy Claire stories, and I do crazy stupid, not crazy, uh, crazy, but I do like insane things all the time. Un- unfortunately, not with me. <laughs> like no, I, no, I don't really think we do. No, I've decided. I don't have any. I must not do like anything our, strange. Like the only crazy Claire story I could get into, I think we're saving for the Beta Kappa episode. So, okay. Um, like you know, you me and you me and Kate going on the going on the search is about the craziest Claire story that I have. <laughs> That's pretty fun. We just yeah, we'll have to say that for we we have to schedule the Beta Kappa yeah, episode. We do. So we're, we I think we're aiming for. I uh, we want to do it as uh, episode twenty five. I think is what. Oh, we're aiming fun! For, so. I'm so excited. It's good, because you guys are my peeps. You've been my peeps for a long time, and, you know, nostalgia hits every once in a while, and it, I really felt it this year. For some reason, uh, they've got a new pledge class, and there's five guys and two girls, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> they have a memories. Well, they're, and, they're not as cool as we were. Oh, though. God, no. no. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Not even possible. I was talking to one of the actives this week, and... Um, I'd ask a I'd ask a couple of questions about some like random stuff like because things have changed so much okay. and um, Jared Sampson was overserved and decided to be active, so I was just kind of <laughs> asking some questions. It's funny how how much things have changed, yeah. but then you know like um, the, oh I asked what pledge class it was because yeah. they're 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 a moo class. 
Oh, and I'm like, they get moved, like, we used to, what did we get made fun of? Oh, who are you pledging? Are you pledging Beta Kappa? Have it your way, BK! Was <laughs> that, like, all they could do? I think yeah. we were talking about some of the other things, and I'm like, we really, like, as much as, like, there were times where we should have been more concerned, at least uh, some of us, sometimes, like, we were a good pledge class. Yeah, we were. So a lot of what they, they it was the only thing they had to make fun of us. Yeah. Was like, oh, you think you know everything, don't you? Like, well, well we yeah. Do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, <laughs> insert. Uh, all I do is win right here. <laughs> oh, anyways, all right, cool. So then, last but definitely not least, what do you eat on your Chipotle burrito? All right, well, for starters, I don't do the burrito. I do the burrito bowl. Oh, uh, I'm a bowl girl as well. Not a, not a big fan of the. Uh, you know, the, the burritos were always too messy, and since I wound up eating them with a fork anyway, I just decided to skip all the hassle and go with a bowl. Who needs 400 calories of nothing? If you're going to spice 400 calories, it's going to be a form of chips. Yeah, so yes. we start out with the brown rice. Okay. We get some we get some black beans on there. We do half chicken, half steak. Oh, good good combo. Mix that up. We do the uh, salsa verde and the corn. Ooh. We do cheese and sour cream. Yum, yum, with yum. With a side of chips. And then no lettuce. And then no, no lettuce. No. <laughs> and then we top it all off with chipotle Tabasco sauce. Oh, there you go. Oh. I've been changing it up lately. Like it seems like they're putting too much rice. When I say no beans, they add like mm-hmm. an extra half scoop of rice, and yeah. who needs that much rice? And then um, I've been having problems with the chipotle near the house burning the vegetables beyond like oh. recognition. Like stop burning my veggies. Yeah. Now uh, in, in my recent places of employment, I haven't had a chipotle near me, oh. uh, so I was doing a lot of Cadoba. And they have Diablo queso, which also immediately gets added. I hear the queso is amazing, and that's people that have eaten it both say that's what makes Cadoba right mm-hmm. superior to the Chipotle. I don't, I don't know about superior. Um, for Are some you... reason, the for some reason, like the chicken and the steak at Chipotle seem just a little bit better. I don't know if they season it differently Probably. or if it's cooked better or whatnot. It's organic. Um, yeah, that seems to have a, a bit of free. an edge. Over uh, over Cadoba, but Cadoba has liquid cheese. Cadoba has queso, and then uh, their corn is much better at uh, at Cadoba. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. It's probably not organic. <laughs> That's probably why. Um, but I go through phases. I did the half chicken, half steak for quite a while. Yeah. Big fan of that. And I try not do double meat, but sometimes I like want all. Meat. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you're at the bottom of both of the trays, like you get on your lunch break at like 1 o'clock after their rush, and they just have nothing. And then sometimes it's barbacoa. You know, I'm not... Uh, not too picky? I'm not going to discriminate and be like, no, you don't have chicken, or, you know, I'm going to wait for the fresh chicken, because ain't nobody got time for that. Can, can you, you always know, too, like, when corporate has recently been into, like, your stomping ground Chipotle, <laughs> yeah. you're like, the fuck did you do to my bowl? Because normally, like, you can't lift it, it's like four pounds, and this time you're like... Where's my stuff? <laughs> Can I? What's a brother got to do to get some extra around here? Did I tell you about my week from like takeout hell? <laughs> no. Oh my god. I don't remember what started it off as the week from from hell, but like I went to Chipotle late one night. Actually, you were present for part of it. Went to not late. It's eight o'clock or getting close to nine. Uh-huh. Chipotle's open to fucking ten. Okay. Okay. I get in there and I'm waiting. Because there's people working. And the one near the house is still new. They're not, like, super staffed. Because they're not, like, oh, my God, out the door busy all the time. Right. Yeah. And 
I'm in line. Now, I'm, is this the one near the Lewis Joliet Mall, no. or is there a closer one? There's one right on Weber on now. On Weber now? Okay. Uh, next to Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So you can I have gotcha. tacos and donuts at the same time. That sounds awful. Uh, amazing. <laughs> uh, awfully wonderful? Yes. <laughs> yeah, give it an hour. Right. <laughs> <Awful. laughs> and then you're like, no. Can you imagine having coffee and a burrito bowl at no. the same time? It's a bad idea. That's well, so I don't drink coffee. Right. That's another thing that people seem surprised about. They're like... You know, they do, we have a Dunkin' Donuts right across, like literally in our parking lot at the store now. And everyone's like, Steve, what kind of coffee do you want? I don't drink coffee. And they're like, oh my God. And it's like, what? I don't drink coffee. Like, get over it. Or they'll like make a Starbucks run and I'll be like, caramel apple cider. And they're like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? (laughs) Caramel apple cider. So I'm at the Chipotle and waiting in line. There's like somebody, somebody is like being served. And because they are, there's one person doing the entire line. He's like checking one person, bringing someone through and checking them out. And somebody else is doing, there's like two people cooking or prepping Mm -hmm. or whatever. And there's like four people total. And... I'm in line, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I can see that the cheese bin from where I'm standing is, like, practically fucking empty. Right. Right? I mean, there's, like, a tiny, like, little sprinkle left, like a tablespoon. hmm And, like, they use whatever's left on the person before me's burrito. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever they got. And then I'm ordering, right? hmm And we get to the cheese... They're like, there's, we're out of cheese. Oh, yeah, you did like, something. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? You can't be out of cheese. You're Chipotle. You're Chipotle. How are you out of cheese? And I'm mad. I have had a long freaking day. Yeah, you fucking go to Walmart. You get a block of cheese. Right, right you now. get a block of cheese. How are you fucking out of cheese? And they have an hour left to be open. Yeah. It's not like when you're at Subway at 845 and they're like trying to clean up. Right. You know, it's it's an hour before you close. Yeah. There's three fucking people in line behind me. Mm-hmm. So bite me. And so like. <laughs> There's just a hot. And I'm like, right what do you mean you're out of like. cheese? And they're and then, then it comes out. It's not that they're out of cheese. They just didn't prep any. And they try and, and rather than be like, it'll be a few minutes. No, they don't do that. They go, um, well, they didn't prep enough earlier. Not my fucking problem. Yeah, okay. Like, There's I've worked food service fucking before. cheese grater under the counter, I'm sure. Get me some goddamn cheese. Yeah. And it's not until after I check out. They're like, well, if you wait, it's just be a few minutes. I'm like, why didn't you offer that in the five fucking <laughs> minutes I was standing there waiting for you to get your thumb out of your ass? Yeah. Like, it, the thing about it was, was it took so long for them to figure out. And now I remember why it was the week from hell. I tried to get donuts for Kate because she had the baby and she wanted donuts. Uh-huh. And they asked them for a nice variety of filled donuts from Dunkin' Donuts. And they, like, pulled away and they fucked up my coffee and then oh. said it was my fault. And then uh, I get opened, like, a black white. Like, I should check these donuts. They were all fucking jelly donuts. And, like, yeah. that wasn't a mixture. I hate you people. And then we went to Buffalo Wild Wings later in the week. They fucked up our order there. <laughs> that doesn't It was just... <laughs> Although they count a bunch of our meal on that, and the, yeah, the manager am, was wonderful. I am absolutely convinced they have both your numbers on file there, because I've gone to pick up stuff that Jared's ordered, yeah. and they, like, insist on showing me everything <laughs> before I take it. They're like, okay, well, here's this and this sauce, and this is over here. Uh, right? <laughs> well, and that's what had happened. That one time I'd gone in, and we'd order. We did a big order. It was yeah. you and me and Jared. You guys were recording or I recorded with you or I interjected on your podcast probably more likely <laughs> as is tradition as is tradition and we're there and um, it was the first opening day of football season first Thursday or preseason mm-hmm. and I'm sitting down and the, I got there like as it should have been ready they tell me you know go ahead and you, we'll let you know when it's ready have right. a seat start playing Candy Crush or some shit <laughs> and then I'm like 
Um, it's now like twenty minutes after I've been here. Yeah. So we're twenty <laughs> minutes past the time. Wasn't it, wasn't it actually ready? And it was just sitting behind them. Oh yeah, I've been sitting behind there like the whole the fucking time. And, yeah. Whole time. Make them remake it. And so the guy, and the, the guy was so nice. Props to this kid working there, and he still works there because we saw him last time we went mm-hmm. there too. Nice guy. He was like, "Is this acceptable?" And I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. I just paid." 60 bucks for food? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because when, when we're all hangry, we can run up that bill. Oh, yeah. Like, by the time, all the things. By the time we all get wings and a side and an appetizer, an appetizer. Chipotle, <laughs> it was probably like 54 but still. Yeah. yeah, I just spent 50 bucks on food. I'm not going to take... And we had wedges and fries sure. in there. They were all, like, disgusting. And, you know, you're, you're close to Buffalo Wild Wings, but it's, you know, if there's traffic on Taylor, it's still going to take you a couple minutes to get here, and it's going to be all... Nastified. It was already time. nasty when he opened yeah. it. Like the sauces was conge- were congealed, but it was nice because then they went and remade it. I'm like, I will wait for food. And then the manager came out and he was so apologetic. I'm like, you know, shit happens. People fuck up. Thank yeah. you for making it right. Exactly. But... Like that's my main thing. Like I'm I'm okay with with uh, you know Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, okay, we we messed up. I'm I'm better with the mess up than I am with with the laziness, like the mm-hmm. Chipotle thing. Like that's just that's just lazy. And they're like, oh, we're out. Well, no, you're not. I, that's happened at uh, you know places that I've worked where they rely on commission. And if somebody is not buying something that is conducive to good commission, oh, we're out of it. Uh, no, we're not. Because mm-hmm. I'm the guy who received it in. There's four of them in back. I'll go get you one. What are you doing? Helping the customer. The only time I'm okay with places being out of something is Subway mm-hmm. at 8.45 at night because they close at 9. Sure. And them not having a certain types of bread. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Even though Subway actually can technically bag bread overnight and serve it the next morning. Right. If they're out of a specific type of bread at 8.45 at night, yeah, because, I'm okay with that. You know, at the same thing, it's like when I used to work uh, at the sporting goods store, especially in retail, you know, it'd be, it, it would be Christmas Eve. And we would have people in there, and we'd be out of boxes. Yeah. Well, sorry, we don't have any more gift boxes. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have any gift boxes? Oh, it's fucking Christmas Eve. Right. And we used to have lines from the front of the store to the back before they redesigned the place. There'd be lines running through that entire store. People, how do you not have boxes? Well, you see, several thousand other people asked for them before you. Right, because <laughs> it's Christmas Eve at yeah, 9 o'clock. Exactly. Oh, yep, that's how it rolls, and that's <sighs> the way it goes. And, you know, we've all yeah, been there. It's like, oh, it's 9 o'clock on Christmas Eve. Where will I go for my sporting goods needs? <gasps> A light in the distance. Hooray! Speaking of things, <laughs> did you see what they turned the old movies 10 into? I sure did. It's a dick sporting good. Ermagerd. Ermagerd. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I was like, "Hey, there's a there's a brand new store there. <laughs> this corner might not die after all." Yeah. <laughs> Always good. I'm surprised that bookstore is holding on there. The the bar the, the borders bar, or the Barnes, Barnes and Nobles Noble, or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad that's still kicking. I like bookstores. That's yeah, yeah. another little known Steve fact. I can just hang out in a bookstore like it's a coffee shop. I'll go up and down every aisle and. I don't know, like that. Maybe I'm just weird from being, you know, a weird kid. But I always liked like the smell in a library. Oh, like, I the like smell the smell too. I I am an avid reader. Avid reader always have been. Read lots of things. We'll read anything for mm-hmm. the most part. I might not like it, but I'll read it. <laughs> and I'm one of the first people I know that really truly embraces the Kindle. I love my Kindle, and mm-hmm. everyone is so funny because they're like they're all like, 
Blah, blah, it's not a book. And, <laughs> I love real books. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, I, probably, I can take a hundred on a road trip. I can take a hundred on a road trip. <laughs> I'm like, first I can take a hundred on a road trip. Secondly, secondly, I can be like, I want to read a new book. Oh, there's a new book. Yep. It's so convenient to my quest for knowledge and absorption that, yeah. oh, wait, I want to reread Harry. I got a bug on my butt. I'm going to reread Harry Potter. I'm going to reread Hunger Games. I'm going to reread Lord of the Rings. I can be like, I'm going to read this right now. I can, it, it's the same reason... Have, I'm sure you've hung out with me before, <laughs> where we'll be doing something, and I'm the queen of pulling out my phone to Google something. Yep. Look it up on IMDb, fact search, something triggers something, I want to read about it. <laughs> wait, let's, wait till you hear the new uh, episode we did with Emily and Jeremy. There's a whole lot of JeremDB going on. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, but I do the, all of that little stuff all the time, and so because of that, if I'm re- watching a movie that I've read the book on or vice versa, I'll be like, Boop, boop, boop. I'm going to reread that just because it's there and I yep. love having that convenience on my finger because not only can I have it on my Kindle device itself, which I always tell someone if they're concerned about it, start reading one, especially Kindle. Huge fan of the Kindle because of the screen technology. Right. Um, but you can go ahead and just, um, it's you flip it now. I have a I have the touch one. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't even know I'm reading on a screen. <laughs> well, you get so lost in it. Right. And because it's the same as flipping, flip, flip, flip. It's so easy now, as opposed to the old one, which was buttoned. Right. And now, uh, mine has a case, um, just because I'm a klutz, um, but <laughs> it has a case, and you can hold it like a book, but I don't I don't even know I'm reading on a screen. As opposed to, like, if I tried to read on my iPad after a while, you're like, oh, right. iPad. Sure, yeah. But the screen's so much different. It's, just, it's beautiful. I love it. Cool. No complaints. Speaking of being a klutz, how was your week? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, it's a... It's a growth experience. Uh, I love to be challenged-ish. <laughs> um, I love to uh, consistently prove that not only can I run my store, but multiple stores at the same time. So That's impressive. Yeah, and frustrating and awful and painful because I'm not the most coordinated person in the world either, and some of the things that I work on aren't the best designed. So you look like you I'm... got like ripped apart, like something attacked you. What is I... all over? Did you did you fight through a thorn bush? No, unfortunately, I had to rewire uh, three separate fixtures that were not wired correctly. So to make sure neither of what I refer to now as my stores, because I have lost all faith in management. Mm-hmm. Um, they are now my stores, and they will be done correctly and to fire code. So now we don't have 12 plugs coming out of one power strip. <laughs> uh, so that necessitates rewiring the entire fixture, and they are not designed uh, for a man of my particular dimensions uh, to work in properly. So yes, I have several cuts on my arms uh, from working in and out of the uh, metal and plywood fixtures uh, for the last few days. Oh, fun. Yeah. Fun, fun. I am not the most graceful of people in certain <laughs> certain scenarios somebody was really nice and went i don't remember who i said something about my being the, the klutzy and they're like you've ne- you always seem so graceful and i'm like sure until i tried to do 14 things at once which is usually my problem so i keep injuring myself quite frequently yeah you got a you got a nice looking knee there i do we'll get to the knee <laughs> About a year ago, I was running on the treadmill at work, mm-hmm. and um, it was off kilter because apparently no one balances the treadmills in our company oh, office. Awesome. Yeah. Well, when that happened, I I strained my hip abductor muscle or tendon. It's the it goes from the front of your thigh around to the back of your hip. Oh, fun. Yeah. 
um, which hurts really bad. So I hurt that. Um, and then that has come and gone. And then because that was hurting, I started favoring one side to another right. and gave myself plantar fasciitis, which sucks if you've ever had that. I've dealt with those on and off here and there over the year. Like if I wear bad shoes one day and decide to go to the zoo. Right. All right. So then we're on vacation, which is where it's, this starts accelerating. <laughs> so we're on vacation and we're playing sharks versus minnows because Jared oh, and his cousin boy. might have been overserved. <laughs> um, this is where you're in the deep end and the shark closes their eyes and yep. they have to try and like. Yeah, yeah, the minnows have to make it across the pool before yes. the shark catches one. Okay. Well, it's dark. It's midnight. And I miscalculated how close I was to the edge. I'm a pretty strong swimmer. And we're in the deep end, like you really can't kick off of much, but I'm a pretty strong swimmer and I went to die, I went to like go through the water to get someone and I slammed my right hand into the wall Ow. and jammed the lower part of my thumb, yeah. like hugely, like super sore. Mm -hmm. And once again, if I, it healed up okay, but like if I, like I was chopping today and it's really sore okay. or I sleep funny, I wake up the next day and be like, why the fuck is my hand hurting? Yeah. And then like three hours later, I'm like, oh yeah, I jammed it. All right, so you know, not too many injuries. Yeah, I must, uh, I must toss a lot or move a lot when I'm when I'm asleep because I woke up today and like the whole right side of my face felt like I got kicked in my face, and then as you know, the fun day at work wore on, I started like rubbing my neck and I found right. the, like the, a knot like the size of a Coke bottle, yeah. so I like worked on that for like ten minutes on my lunch break and finally got it to ease up oh. to the point where I could, you know, think clearly again. Yeah. This was at four o'clock when I had my lunch break, by the way. Oh Jesus. So you know, not too many injuries, a little klutzy. And that's <laughs> that's not counting all the various bumps and scrapes that I got over the years. Right. Well then last Tuesday, a week ago from so, you know, a week just over a week from the day today. I'm watching, I'm working from home, and I'm watching Rehab Addict oh. on HGTV. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, this girl, like, basically, she'll be like, I redid this entire kitchen in this 1904 house for $5,000. And you're like, how did you do that? Because she fucking scrubs everything. Mm -hmm. She cleans everything. I'm like, I'm going to scrub the grout in my kitchen. <laughs> do you see the white corner over here? I do. I did a good job on that corner. <laughs> well, halfway through scrubbing with a toothbrush, I decided um, that I needed a stiffer brush. And so I get up in the kitchen to go get it, and I think I refilled the water bucket. Either way, I start walking back, and I went to, like, grab something, and I went, don't step there. Slipped. <laughs> Banged my knee against the metal. Oh, by the way, our kitchen is elevated from our sunken living room. And this, I'm cleaning by the stairs, because that's the smart place to start. <laughs> and I fall, bang my knee in the metal casing at the edge uh, of the stairs, and wrench and like full fall roll onto our cement floor, Ow. which is what's under our carpet. It's cement. It's not very bad. I don't know if you've ever said it. It's like sitting on concrete. So I banged my knee up. Not bad. Scraped up. Those are those scabs, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so fell. All right. That's Tuesday. All right. Tuesday happens. What's? <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Wake up Wednesday. Not so bad. And end of day Wednesday. I'm fucking dying. Because it wasn't so much that I hurt my knee, but I wrenched my back when I did it. Right. So now my hip is hurting. The, the, the tendon's hurting. Mm -hmm. Motherfucker. You know. Yeah, don't have to tell me about bad backs. Right? Exactly. Okay. Not such a big deal. Just a scraped knee. Band-aid. I don't even remember if put a band-aid on. We're good to go. And then we get to Friday. Then we get to Friday. <laughs> we're going to go to lunch. I got a really cute skirt. Or a really cute dress. I'm like, we're going to go to lunch. Um, and we're walking down our sidewalk outside work and I see somebody walking towards us. It's me and my two friends. 
and I go, I'm going to get in line because I'm a polite person. I got in line. I was going to get in line behind the other two girls so the other person could walk because that's what nice people do. Right. I don't know if you live in a world where people take up the sidewalk, but I do. And so, <laughs> but I'm not that person. So I go to get, I'm like, and I said, I'm going to fall in line. Do, 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 do. Walk. My toe caught on the, um, on a, on one of the, uh, like, concrete like slabs had a little sunk and my right. first toe caught and I went thwap right on my other knee wow. and then then like rolled because you know I'm terrible like I wish I was walking and playing Candy Crush <laughs> I wish I was because so <laughs> some, kind of some kind of excuse but I did not I had pants on when this happened um did not rip the pants uh scraped my knuckle up pretty bad yeah and gouge the fuck out of my knee. Yep, I remember uh, I remember the Snapchat from that day. Right? <laughs> Can't take me anywhere. I'm like bleeding everywhere. We go to lunch at Taco Diner because it's amazing. Um, get back to the office. You know, I bandage it up. I wipe it down. Okay, not too bad. We'll be all right. I'm kind of limpy. It hurts pretty bad, but it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Wake up Saturday. It's looking a little better. All right, we're good to go. Go to Kate and Adam's house to celebrate Adam's birthday. Go to go to the garage to get something and slap the inside of my of my elbow Ow. with their screen door. <laughs> so <laughs> their screen door is on steroids because <laughs> it like snaps back. So I'm I'm pulling off. It looks pretty good actually today. It's finally looking better. But yeah, like, you can see that's pretty deep that's too. A couple inches, yeah. Yeah. So I I they have one of the ones that has a lever mm-hmm. exit. It, the lever caught the inside of my elbow, like where you get blood drawn, and scraped. It's a couple inches. It's healed a lot. Scraped all the way down, and it's pretty deep there, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, not so bad. Wake up Saturday. I go down to work. Like, I can't put anything on the inside of my elbow. It hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm standing at work. is like, excruciating. Like, what the fuck is wrong? I'm hurting all over. Fast forward, you know, it's Thursday or Wednesday, you know, we're a week later. I'm talking to my mom on the phone and she goes, what do you mean your wound is still weeping? I'm like, it's not dry. I'm like, it's wet. It fucking hurts. Like, I can't stand at work. Like, I'm in tears at the end of the day. She's like, um, is it broken? I'm like, I don't think it's broken. She's like, go to the doctor. No, I'm not going to the doctor. (laughs) Finally, I'm like, fuck it. I'll go to the doctor. Before I go to the doctor this morning, helping my mother-in-law move a rose bush, Get a fucking thorn stuck in my finger. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like digging it out like there's there's just a tiny little mark. But like it took me like 20 minutes to goddamn thorn out of my finger. Like how would, how many things can uh, be this bad? Long story short, they think I bruised the bone. Uh, they said sending me for an MRI is just a waste of money because um, if I have a bruised bone, the treatment's still the same. Yeah. I need to sit my ass down and ice it and ibuprofen and stuff for swelling. They did give me some antibiotics to ward off any infection because they don't want to get into the yeah. joint. But, uh, yeah, so good job. Wow. And what's funny is, like, people were like, why are you being such a whiny baby? It's just a skinny. And I'm like, it hurts. I've, I've done a lot of klutzy shit in my life. I've broken my arm. I've done a lot of things. I complain about things that aren't really big deals. But, like, for how much I was, like, yeah. yeah, this one hurt. On the scale of things I've done that I fucked up, this hurts less than when I had to get stitches in my finger. Wow. And that hurts pretty, I don't know if you ever had stitches. No, just uh, just after my back surgery. Oh, that had to suck. Yeah, it did. But that hurt a lot. Yeah, it did. Back pain sucks. Oh, God, back pain is awful. Like, there was, um, that, that whole summer that, uh, that injury just, escalated and escalated i was so terrified that i wasn't going to be able to um 
you know, walk down the aisle as Jeremy's groomsmen, because uh, that was the their wedding was in the fall, and like that was the only thing while I was going through it was I gotta I gotta be able to to be there for my brother, and it was just it was so bad because you know the the discs were so inflamed that they were pressing on the nerves in the spinal column and it was causing my sciatic nerve in my right leg to just real it was constant pain just pain just pain just pain you know I could barely walk some days some days I couldn't walk at all there was one morning I was living in the uh in the apartment that Kate and I shared uh, and she was out of town or had gone to work or something and dumbass me left my phone on my desk instead of on my little nightstand next to my bed and I woke up in so much pain and I couldn't reach my phone oh. and I finally just took everything that I could just to roll over and get close enough to grab my phone and I screamed the louder than I had ever screamed before like the next day, my neighbor was like, "Dude, you okay?" <laughs> I was like, "No, no, no, I'm not." It hurts, and sciatic nerve pain is horrible. Oh, and it's just, I had it when I was pregnant with Connor because yeah. he was his his gigantic melon was on a spot <laughs> in my back, and I went into my doctor. It's like late in pregnancy, and my doctor is very kind of anti chiropractor. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think there's a point, like, and because unless like you have something really wrong, like he doesn't believe in going to the chiropractor. It's just that guy, and well. I'm super pregnant. I'm limping all over. I'm working at Jewel at the time, and so I'm a manager. I'm working 10-hour days right, standing yeah, on my feet. And um, we're in the middle of seasonal section. It says a season, by the way. So we've I've gone... My, my dear sweet son, who I was pregnant with, I set every fucking season that year when I was pregnant with him. Because I got pregnant in August, so I set back to school all the way through summer. So I set everything. Yep. And um, I'm limping around, and I'm like, what can I do for it? And he's like, don't get pregnant. And I'm like, fuck you. Oh, wow. <laughs> fuck you, That's doctor. a good way to get slapped. Right? I was yeah, like, so... I, I wouldn't wish that, I wouldn't wish that pain on, on anybody ever. Yeah. But, you know, some people, like, I was going through it, and they're like, oh, it's just a backache. Fucking suck it up. It's like, no, no, you don't understand. And when I finally had the surgery... I remember I was scheduled to, you know, be the first operation that day at like 10.30 in the morning. And, you know, I'm waiting in the hospital and it's freezing cold and I'm like covered in blankets in there. Uh, you know, they finally, you know, take me in there at like at like 10.30 and, you know, I have to get from the, from the gurney that I'm on onto the operating table and I had to obviously lay on my stomach so they can operate on my back. And... You know, I don't, they're like, you know, you'll wake up at, at such and such a time and, you know, you'll be, you'll be better. It was supposed to take like a half an hour and I was supposed to be like awake by two and then leave that mm-hmm. night. So I, you know, give my parents, uh, you know, Jeremy's uh, number and stuff and just, you know, let everybody know that I'm okay once the, once the surgery is done. You know, just tell these, you know, tell Jeremy and Emily and they'll spread the word to everybody else that I'm out of surgery. And I wake up at 6.30 at night and my parents are both still in the in the recovery room with me. I'm like, what happened? And they're like, oh, your procedure took four hours. And I was like, why? And they was like, they said that your uh, the the swelling of the fibers in the in the spine were so bad that it just took them like so long to get it out. And the mm-hmm. doctor was like, I don't know how he was standing like at all. See, you're like, see, see. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you guys. I'm tough. Right. And it's just like. Well, that was done, and then, man, I thought my back hurt before the fucking surgery, letting those, letting the surgery heal, like, hey, my leg feels better, but I still can't walk because I can't 
twitch at all. Was that like probably? Was, do you think that's like the worst pain you've ever been? Oh, absolutely. Like undoubtedly. Yeah. I mean, it's just like imagine like backing up to like a sharp corner on a table and just pushing your back against it until you can't feel one of your legs. Yeah. And then stay that way for four months. And I don't know, um, I know you guys aren't able to go on the camping trip, but in one of my stupider moments, uh, (laughs) probably one of the worst decisions of my adult life, I decided to go on the camping trip the weekend before my surgery was on a Tuesday, so I decided to go on the camping trip that weekend. Cute. Um, everybody left on Thursday, and I met them at, uh, at Nick's place to see them off, because I was like, bye guys, Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, and I felt really good on Thursday. Yeah. Like I wasn't in a lot of pain. I was still able to take, you know, Tylenol and stuff to, to, um, take care of it. And I was like, you know, if I feel this good Friday afternoon, I'm going to drive up and, you know, Stacy was going to need a ride. So I was going to pick her up on the way there and take her there. And so Friday, Hey, I feel really good. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the camping trip. So we go up there and, you know, no sooner do we get to Wisconsin than it's just like, hey, Steve, remember why you're having surgery Tuesday? Just, just pow, all the pain just comes right back. And I was like, well, this is a terrible idea. So I spend all day Friday just kind of hanging out at the campsite, you know, alternately, you know, laying in the back of my truck, um, you know, kind of hanging out by picnic benches, stuff like that, just stretching out. Um, Saturday, wake up. I feel okay-ish. Let's go to the water park. Yeah, I'll float me down some lazy river. Nope, nope, nope. Bad idea. Bad, bad, bad. Because there's only one way out of the water park. And it's up a hill that's like three blocks long. So I am literally like doubled over, like quasi-motoing it up this hill to try and get home. Or try and get home, try and get back to the campsite. And I was just like, stupid idea. (laughs) Oh, it was so, so, so bad. And just just a terrible, terrible summer. And, uh, uh, you know, the recovery after that, once once the surgery scar started healing and I started going through physical therapy, it was much better. But... Um, just awful, awful, awfulness, and uh, you know, Luke will Luke will tell you too because he had some back pain and and some sciatic nerves. He's like, there was a time like going through all of this where, you know, we were at like a fundraiser for Sigma Delta at uh, at this big, big house in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I think Pete Grande's estate, maybe. Yeah. Um, but man, I just I remember explaining, you know, that I I forgot what it was like to not be in pain when I was walking. Like, yeah. there was a time where I was like, if this is the rest of my life, this is going to fucking suck. So that's why I ultimately elected to have the surgery, because nothing else was working. And, you know, once they were done with the surgery, they are like, yeah, we're sorry we uh, made you do all the physical therapy and shit first, because this was really a much more advanced case than we thought. Oh. It always seems to me my thing, like, people th- like, I've been, I've, you know, people are like, oh, you're so whiny about stuff. I'm like, but every time, like, things always wind up being, like, big issues. Like, when I start to whine, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, so, like, I want to, I needed to get my wisdom teeth out, for example. Mm-hmm. And they did x-rays and stuff. And, like, everybody, everybody I know get fucking put out to get their wisdom teeth out, yeah. except me. <laughs> okay? And so, I had the first two out, and they were partially impacted. Um, but the guy, like, popped him out when I was, like, 19 or 20. Right. 19, I think, or 18. Popped him out, boop, boop. Well, the other two, like, one was practically rotted out, and the other one was in there, and they were both partially impacted as well, and, mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to pull them out. 
the guy had to wrench on my jaw yeah, to get it so out. Yeah, so we're just going to drill through your skull to get to these. So. They had to wrench it out. Yeah. And he, he, like, pulled it out, and I saw the root on my tooth, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and he, he, he's like, I'm so sorry. The, 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 or, the, ortho, the oral surgeon's like, I'm sorry. We should have knocked you out. I'm like, you fucking think? <laughs> so I was in, I, like, a shitload of pain. So, like, every, I'll take a mallet at this I'll take point. a mallet at this point. <laughs> exactly, anything. It always turned out to be something huge. Like, you know, every time I have, because I've done so many stupid things. So I, I wind up with a lot of intense pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I pay attention to little things. Um, and it's probably when I was little, I used to get chronic bladder infections. And so like the first twinge makes, I think that's probably what started my like paranoia is because like the first twinge of a bladder, have you ever had a bladder infection or UTI? Guys don't usually get it as much as girls do. And like, I like, like, so the second I would feel a twinge, I'm always like, oh my God. You know, because I was, yeah. I actually, one time I wound up getting a kidney infection and was hospitalized. They thought I had appendicitis. Mm-hmm. That's how much pain I was in. <laughs> like, oh no, um, that's not the case. Um, but, you know, so I think that's why every time I have something like, oh, that's kind of sore. Instead of ignoring it, I'm always like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. What's going to explode? <laughs> um, I think it's because that was the thing too. Because like the second you start to feel like you're getting a bladder infection, it's the end of the world. Like, imagine... You know what it's like when you have to go to the bathroom really bad? Yes. Imagine feeling that way 24-7, but if you go, it burns. Ah. That is what having a bladder infection feels like. It's awful. It's awful. So, like, so the thing is, though, it usually kind of starts to be like, you know, tinge, tinge, and then it's like tinge the whole time. <laughs> so you're like... So the second you feel any sort of pang, I start to be like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. is it going to go get worse? And so, like, you know, luckily, you know, things change and whatnot, yeah, but it was I, like, oh. Yeah, I know that feeling all too well, because I'll just be, like I say, I'll, I'll sleep wrong or something. Right. And I'll, I'll go to get up, and there's just that, and there's just that numbness, that, that awful sensation at the small of my back, where it's like, hey, dipshit, remember this? Yeah. It's like, don't do that again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I did. Well, and, like, I always <laughs> have things that, like, are bad enough that you can't, that it, that it's really shitty, but not so bad that anything gets done about it. Right. So I get gall sludge. Mm. Right. So like, rather than stones, I get sludge. It's like the stage before it. But I've had it for years since I was since I was like uh, freshman in high school, where like it's this huge like knot like right up under your rib cage. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, I'm like, do I have cancer? Like, <laughs> you know. Only because, like, it's, like, doubled over in pain. It's like, oh, my gosh. But if it wasn't so bad, they'll remove my gallbladder. And then, like, after um, my OBGYN thought after I had kids, like, because your system goes through so much, Mm -hmm. like, he's like, you might lose it then. And so I was having really bad pains after Connor. And the um, doctor I was going to needed to refer me to a surgeon. Mm -hmm. Well, she decided she wasn't going to refer me to a surgeon until I went back through all the myriad of tests I'd had over the years. And I'm like... Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And the two tests she wanted to have me do was one's an iodine test mm-hmm. and one is something else. Basically, they, they want to see that your gallbladder functions. My gallbladder functions. It just it produces it fucks this. Shit, fucks, <laughs> yeah. It just fucked up shit. So unless you, so, and you won't even see it unless you catch me in the middle of an episode. Yeah. So unless I'm having an episode, then there you won't see the sludge. Yeah. And it, it, it contracts. So like some, there's two reasons to take out your gallbladder. Either it doesn't contract or you're getting stones. Well, um, mine contracts, and I don't get stones, so, so I have to deal with it. Yep. It's shit like that, you know. Like, yeah, it always, 
doctors for all their training and stuff sometimes amaze me like you know prior to the decision to have surgery when they're talking about physical therapy and stuff you know I would be going to the doctor every you know two weeks or so and you'd be you know they'd get me into the office and they want to inspect stuff and they'd be like stand up straight and I'd say I can't mm-hmm. like, stand up straight what part of I can't don't you understand does it hurt if we do this well god damn you know fuck yeah it does why are you evil well and I've always had the problem too um because I am not a schvelt person. I don't know if you've ever noticed. <laughs> um, but I have been going to doctors for years. And either it's either my weight is nothing to do with anything. Or it's everything that's wrong with me. Like I have this really bad cold. Do you know maybe you should lose some weight? Oh yeah. I've had doctors Ugh. that are like that too. Doc, I, I, I don't feel good. I think I have a, a flu. Let's talk about your weight. Let's talk about the flu. Let's talk about the flu. And then you can tell me how I'm a horrible person. Yeah. And... Um, like I think sometimes um, they they think they too like my biggest problem is um, I like naps <laughs> and I eat a lot. I don't exercise as regularly as, as as I could, but I do not necessarily live a sedentary lifestyle though either. Mm-hmm. For example, I generally when I'm home, like I was off today, yeah, sure I sat for a while, but then I also stood in my kitchen for three hours. Or I clean the entire house, or my kids and I go places and yeah, we do you're, stuff. You're pretty, like you might not work out a lot, but you're you're pretty active. Right. I tend to be I tend to be a pretty active person, and so I mm-hmm. find it very frustrating when they assume that I'm overweight because I sit on the couch and eat bonbons all day, yep. and that's not always the case. So, according to my Garmin, I walked four and a half miles around my store today. Right. Which is super frustrating, and then like they use. Um, you know, the BMI calculator, right? Yes. So, um, I... I've only got to grow another eight inches and I'll be fine. Right? Um, exactly. Um, and that's always the problem. And so, like, I went to, um, I went to a, um, I went to my doctor a year ago and said, I've been noticing I've been putting on weight. Can we do something about it? Because obviously my tools aren't working. I've done Weight Watchers. I've been mildly successful at Weight Watchers. Not mildly. I've been successful with Weight Watchers before. But it's getting to the point where it wasn't working anymore. As well as it should be. And some of my things is I tend to be an emotional hormonal eater at times. Totally happens. So she decided that um, the best thing would be to spend $260 a month to go to their nutritionist. Mm. And get vitamin B12 shots. Pass pass well Hmm, what has vitamin b12 that i can eat right well then there's zero clinical studies showing it works so you know fast forward to february of this year and my weight was creeping up way higher than i wanted it to and i said fuck it you know maybe i should go see an endocrinologist because my thyroid isn't great and i walked into the endocrinologist a little skeptical a little kind of sketchy looking place in juliet (laughs) and i sat down and i said no i go um i keep gaining weight and obviously what I'm doing isn't working anymore. And he goes, yeah, we need to do something about that. Let's give you some medication to get you going and let's talk about stuff. And I'm still thankful to this doctor. For, I'm down 30 pounds since February. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like it. This is the pro- big girl problems here, but big bone people problems. I lost 30 pounds and wear the same pants. Yeah. Just not the case. Um, but, the, you know, I think it's frustrating when you look at the BMI Jared has been uh, back watching his stuff, and he's at a nice, he, he hit the healthy BMI, and I'm so proud of him. 
You know how much weight I'd have to lose for me to hit healthy BMI for my height? 40. 90 pounds. Wow. I would have to lose what? 93 pounds exactly. That is ridiculous. I'd have to lose 93 pounds no to be at a healthy, way. a quote-unquote healthy BMI for my height. No, fuck your healthy BMI. That's if you round me up from 5'8 to 5'9. Otherwise, I have to lose another five pounds. Yeah, I have about uh, 95 to go before I meet their stupid standards, too. Yeah. After a while, you're like, really? Like, I t- I'm down. I can totally lose 60. I think I can lose 60. You yeah. know what I can't lose? I can't lose 93. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I, um, it's always been a, a struggle for me uh, as well. Most of my life, I was heavy, um, especially uh, all through high school. Uh, I was a little over 200 pounds, but I was about 5'2 until my senior year when mm-hmm. I when I shot up to my current height. Um, the about that was about the only time that I was really really in uh, in any type of decent shape was when I was a junior and senior in high school and a freshman in college because I was training for officer candidate school at the time and mm-hmm. you know even even then you know I could do three miles in twenty minutes and I could do two hundred sit ups and twelve pull ups to pass the Marine Corps entrance exam. But I was still never, you know, I was never cut like Jeremy or Tim where, mm-hmm. you know, I was like a specimen. I always had that same kind of, like, I was strong. I was a wrecking ball, but I never had that chiseled type physique. And then, you know, especially after all this back problems and stuff, my doctor's like, oh, you know, go for runs, go for walks. I was like, I can't. The impact just hits that nerve and it's just like it's, it's bad, awful. bad, yeah. bad every step of the way. And I would love to, you know, join a place with a, a pool or something, but... That's prohibitively expensive. It can be, absolutely. And, you know, I don't have the time to you know, trot out to the lake and go swimming every day. So As it's much fun like, as that would be. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, I and, and a lot of it is, it's, it's a lot of it is my fault. It's, you know, I am, I am a compulsive eater. I am, I will eat my feelings, absolutely. Um, you know, today, I got so frustrated at work, and it was like 4 o'clock, and I was starting to get hangry. And it's just like, I have to go eat. Did I go, you know, someplace and eat a nice sandwich? No, I went to the Hooters across the street. So, mm, you know, poor choices and, and things like that. I can absolutely make, you know, better choices. But it's, it's hard when, you know, I love food. And it's a struggle, not only because um, if you like to have food emotionally, but on top of that, too, it's something I also enjoy. It's one of the things I like to do. It's, right. it's, it's a zen place for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I baked apple goody today because it's a zen happy thing. When Claire's happy, Claire bakes. And um, this is what ha- this is how it goes. But those little... And what's funny is I don't always eat my baked goods, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the way... It goes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, we not only do that, but then on top of it, I don't want to get to the point where I no longer enjoy food either. Right. I don't want to make it the enemy because it's not the enemy, it's myself. That's for sure. But I like that this doctor is very encouraging in that... You know, I go in and he, he he wants to know what's working for me, what's not. He was mm-hmm. the first person. I work a kind of hectic schedule, and he was the first person to go, I think it's ridiculous that you should have to wake up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym mm-hmm. or that you should have to stay home or your kids should skip, miss dinner because you're going to the gym four days a week. Yeah. And I, I loved that he appreciated that that lifestyle was, was why would – What's the point of living if all you have to do is exercise? And that's when I'd come to him, too, and I'd said, you know, it's really frustrating. I'm like, if I want to lose weight on Weight Watchers, I have to stick to my points. I can Mm. never go over. I can't use my flex points, and I have to work out. That's very frustrating to do. And everyone's like, oh, it's not that hard. And it's like, you don't understand. You're, the the people, it, 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 it. 
yeah. drives me nuts that the people who say that are the ones who like want to lose like five to seven pounds, right? Who who look fine, you know, the way that a lot of it has to do with, or, or maybe it's vice versa that it shapes my view, mm-hmm. you know, on photography and everything. You know, everywhere you go, you know, even in you know Megan Trainer's song, you know, Photoshop is just everywhere, and you know, read these articles about. Um, this there was this one model and she's a size eight mm-hmm. so I mean fine 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 looking yeah. woman and they photoshopped her in a swimsuit ad down to a size four and she sued them for altering her likeness yeah and I was like that's ridiculous yeah because um, it it's, is it's everywhere and it, you know that's one of the things that you know people ask me you know why why don't you do why don't you do this as as your work you know why don't you learn how to use photoshop and and do all this kind of stuff i don't believe in photoshop i hate photoshop with a passion like all i do on my stuff is crop it and correct the colors i can't abide by this whole you're basically a painter at that point you're not a photographer Mm -hmm. and it just it gets on my nerves that everybody thinks that these the that beauty should be idealized i think it should be naturalized you know you know i can understand you know if it's your wedding photo and you have a big zit on your forehead i have no problem with that being cropped out you know you you can also fix that with makeup you can you can to an extent but you know how like at the end of the day things pop out I can understand that her weird hair is hanging funky. Yeah. Sure, that stuff makes sense. But I get what you're saying on the on the um, normalizing a lot of stuff. And there's so much out there. And we've talked about the whole body image and things before on this a lot. It's, you know, it affects us all in so many ways. And, you know, what do our children see, too? Yeah. You know, they talk about that a lot, especially girls are far more impacted um, things. And I find myself, because, you know, Mara's five, she... She she looked cute this morning. She was dressed, and I did her hair up. And we do her hair a lot, and she has mm-hmm. cute clothes in general. And um, she goes, do I look beautiful? And I said, you look beautiful every day, no matter what. You know, it's little mm-hmm. things like that that um, help. And I've, I've called claims to before, and I'll say again, I have reverse body dysmorphia. I think I'm way hotter <laughs> um, in my head than I am in real life. Because sometimes I'll look at a picture and be like... That's not what I look like, because <laughs> like I said, I'm way hotter in my head. Um, but it's I'm lucky though, because I think everybody's hotter in their head, like. right? But some people, some people think find their flaws, and I, you know, I'm lucky because uh, I'm well loved, and all those other things. So you know, it's good. That's why we surround ourselves with people that make us happy, and that's who can come to the compound with us. <laughs> and uh, everybody else that's crunky can go fuck off. I'm, I'm so glad I'm invited to the compound. I right? was worried. <laughs> Well, we need to, you know what else you can be? You can be our archivist. Hooray. You can take our pictures and you can, um, well, Anna will have to scrapbook for us. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm not scrapbooking. No. No, no, that's not, that can be her job, whether she likes it or not. Anna, if you're listening, you're now our official scrapbooker. Steve will take pictures and you can use, the, you can do the scrapbooking. <laughs> uh, things Claire isn't good at. That's all right. Hey, the list the list exists. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it does. Well, I want to say thank you so much, Steve, for coming and hanging out tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Uh, to all of our listeners, thanks for hanging out with us. And don't forget to listen to all the other wonderful shows on the Disease Network, such as Something Gay featuring our lovely uh, guest this evening. Once again, you're lovely and fabulous, <laughs> Stephen Michael Barta. As well as our flagship show, You're Going to Get a Disease, um, that just happened. 
Das Drunks, and eventually Backslash Rerule. I'm starting to doubt this. <laughs> I don't think this podcast exists. I said it on our last episode. I'm just trying to taunt them now until they get it done is it, is it, is it Is it our, like, white whale? I, I don't know what it is. It's them. I don't know if they're being perfectionists or what's going on, but, guys, just... <laughs> just put it out there, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> Listen to this crap. Yeah, t- t- other inter- people do. The internet will tell you that you're wrong. Yeah, and then you'll know how to change it for next time. Absolutely. As well. Speaking of which, <coughs> always, always welcome feedback either on our Facebook page. Or you can hit me up on email at askmamaclaire at gmail dot com or uh, disease network has bd at gmail dot com. So, any uh, remarks for the good? Um, no, just remember that uh, haters are going to hate and alligators are going to alligate. <laughs> and also, um, since the Pope is in town, our uh, our advice this weekend is, or tonight, or whatever, I don't know, it's late, is uh, don't leave it to God, cover your rod. <laughs> Excellent advice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I do what I can. Good night, folks!